Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about a couple of different things. Um, one of them being my current focus, and the other one being what led to this, and kind of where my head is at. So, over the past few weeks, what I've really been focusing on doing is taking the time to invest in myself and what that means primarily is I've been doing a lot of um, participating in my hobbies in my spare time you know um, I like to do things like sewing arts and crafts um, writing haven't really done a lot of reading lately my head's not in the place for that right now but um, reading Um, things to that effect. Um, I've also kind of been finding a way to establish my community and it's been tricky because I'm trying to find a balance between maintaining my productivity and also maintaining that community. Um, So a lot of the people that I feel close with are, you know, people that I used to interact with on a day-to-day basis before I moved. And so I'm trying to make a conscious effort to keep those communications open with those individuals because even though I don't see them every day, they're still very valuable people to me. Like I loved interacting with these people on the daily before I relocated. And so, you know, obviously the difference between seeing them all the time and where I'm at now is it takes a conscious effort, you know? And the drawback is sometimes when you don't have something to say, you just kind of get into the whole like, uh, exchange of meme sharing for lack of a better way of putting it. And I'm trying to find the balance between being on social media enough to be able to maintain that and not let it turn into wasting my time on social media and not being productive in other capacities. You know what I mean? Like maintaining my drive um, to do things that legitimately invest into myself. And so... That's one of the things that I've been kind of dealing with. I've been going back and forth, um, removing assorted social media platforms off of my phone because of, you know, negative impacts on productivity, but also trying to maintain some of them to keep those lines of communication open, you know, because I am very aware of, well, I am very well aware that I do have a tendency to isolate for whatever reason. Like, that's just kind of, like, that's my safe space. Uh, That's my comfort zone is, you know, me, myself, and I. So that's kind of what I'm trying to overcome. Another thing that I have been reflecting on is the shortcomings of my most recent romantic involvement. 
and kind of where I sit with that. Now, if I were to be brutally honest about this, I would say that towards the end of this three-month excursion, there were such a variety of red flags that I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, so I'm just going to fucking be the asshole here, okay? Like, there's no, am I the asshole? No, I'm the asshole, okay? I'm just going to fucking own it, okay? So, here's what it is. It seemed like there was a culmination of red flags that had just kind of accumulated that, for lack of a better way of putting it, it was almost like there was a tiny ounce from every toxic relationship that I've ever experienced in my life all combined into, you know, this culmination of, I don't know what I would call it, like, lesson, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the ultimate life lesson, like, all combined into one experience. Now, what I, what I mean by that is, so, I'll start with an example. My father has a tendency to dominate conversation. If you let him, and even if you don't, he will just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk fucking endlessly. You know what I mean? He will completely dominate the conversation. Everything is 100% about him, his opinion, his stories, whatever. And I'm at a point in my life, I'm going to be real, like, I have a hard time engaging with people in that way. Like, I'm at a point now where I can't engage with people in that way, you know? Um, more often than not, I would go so far as to say people that have a tendency to do that, sometimes I know it initially stems from nervousness, but if this becomes a habit, then there's a deeper issue. Like, let's just be real. Like, if, if this if this is a consistent habit with your communications with the outside world, you know, whatever, like, there's a fucking deeper issue that needs to be addressed. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch here, but, like, this is, this is a way in which, like, your behavior is showing that you were broken. You know, and I know this because I experienced this. Um, like, another weird little snippet is my mom. Um, so, my mom has a tendency to when she gets I guess I would say in her head or whatever in her feels she has a tendency to get very like down in the dumps very downtrodden and it's almost like there's this I don't know how to elaborate on this well but I'll try it's almost as though there's an underlying theme of guilt and like a desire not so much for empathy or sympathy, but like maybe like for pity, like it's like, um, I don't know, like pity seeking behavior. Um, and it's really, it's a lot to deal with. Okay. It's just a lot. So let's fast forward into, um, I'm not going to say the, it's the past, but it's the future from my parents. Right. So I was dating this guy it's one of my first long-term relationships. And I use the term kind of loosely because it was like a little over a year off and on. Right. And I learned from this and like, it was like immediately after we met, 
it went from being strangers into like the I love you or, you know, anybody that's, you know, into narcissistic behavior patterning or whatever, um, like that whole like love bombing thing. You know what I mean? It went from literally being strangers with this motherfucker that I didn't know into like the, oh my God, I love you. I'm in love with you. Da, 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 da. I want to spend my life with you. Okay. And this was when I was like 16, 17 and like it was very toxic, very, very toxic. Um, long story short, he was a person that was hurting me, but at the same time I was in a new situation. And so like I had recently moved and even though I knew that it was unhealthy, I was still like holding on, you know what I mean? Like I was still holding on to that, um, life raft for whatever reason, probably because of fucking emotional wounding patterns from childhood, whatever. Anyhow. Um, so that kind of a toxic, you know, um, latching on to something like someone like so aggressively, right? So there's that. Um, then if I were to get into my marriages, right? Um, one of the underlying themes of both of my marriages and what led to my divorces with both of my spouses was the person that I didn't know that I married. Okay. Now, granted, if I were to look at this, I'm just going to be really fucking honest here. Like part of my first marriage felt rushed and part of it didn't. Um, my first husband and I were together for about a year before we actually got married, but we got married right before he ended up going somewhere, um, for his military service. And let's just say, we learned a lot of our worst qualities while we were in that separation period, if I were to summarize. And there was a person in there that I did not know. Um, and that was kind of what was hidden was kind of concerning in that. And then not dissimilar to my second marriage, you know, except with my second marriage, my ex and I ended up moving in together pretty much we, I don't even think we'd been together a whole fucking two months is when we moved in together. Now, granted, we didn't get married until like, I don't know, probably two and a half, three years later. Like we'd been living together for a while, but still at the end of the day, within both of these circumstances, we were really learning each other through the marriage. You know what I mean? Like we were getting to know each other after we had already, you know, gotten to that stage of this is long-term and this is committed. And, you know, it turns out that there were some things that came up that where we were not compatible, you know, we had different, um, standards and goals, you know, in terms of what we wanted in our day-to-day -day life. Now, overarching themes like my ex and I, the most recent one, um, overarching themes, we were actually compatible in other ways, you know, like some of the things that we wanted, we did want the same. It's just a matter of, you know, applied double standards and things to that effect. And, you know, poor communication, um, it led to our downfall, you know, not being able to sacrifice for the other. And, you know, I know I did things. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a little bit more cognizant of things that happened within my second marriage that I did, you know, how I played a role in that. And if I was a betting person, I would bet money that that's not really that different from this last romantic pairing. It's just, instead of happening over a 15 year time frame, like, you know, my most 
recent like committed relationship it's like this was condensed into a span of like three months you know like for that I'm gonna be real and say there's a part of me that is happy that this happened over such a condensed time frame because it's hard like dealing with that over you know when you've already invested that kind of a time you know in really getting to that point where you have invested that much time um, you've invested in a future you've talked about a future you have future goals you have future dreams you know what I mean like you have things that you're actively working towards as a couple dealing with that in that context is uh, it is daunting you know and it's difficult for me to engage with other people you know in that kind of a way sometimes and by that what I mean like here I'll give a bad example right so I've noticed that my comfort zone in romantic involvement since I've gotten out on my own is long distance which is really funny because long distance is basically what ended up killing my first marriage but um, <laughs> my comfort zone now post second divorce is long distance and I say that and I realize the why is because um, there's a couple of things that you get with that first of all assuming you you know select the right person is you get consistent connection and engagement at a safe distance where you can also retain your autonomy and I think for me having been through a circumstance in which I felt as though like my enabling and my people-pleasing behaviors which apparently is one of my trauma responses um, in a romantic uh, setting uh, basically led me to the point where I could not communicate my wants needs and desires anymore because there's no fucking point if it's not being listened to and received and so I just built up so much resentment that like I had to go you know like I literally lost myself within the confines of that relationship and so because of that experience there is a very large hesitation towards active involvement with someone um, in person you know what I mean like I know that sounds terrible but for me like that is not safe and that is not okay and what I've realized too though with my more recent experiences is that um, and I don't know if I have the right word for this but whatever I've noticed if I get to a point where I deem somebody is not safe it's like I, I can tell what I will do like automatically like I'll start putting up the walls you know what I mean I will begin to emotionally disengage um, once this has been determined and then I it, like I'll remove myself emotionally and physically from that circumstance and it's like it's not just from that circumstance it's like this automatic response uh, on like keeping myself safe so like I'll feel my feelings for it for a little while but then when I'm burnt out on that shit like it's like I shift I don't know if I would say mentally internally whatever but 
it's like there's this shift from being you know sensitive and having feelings and whatever into operating completely out of my mind instead and so it's like okay I'm done with these feelings so I put them away and I operate you know from a it's almost like this like clinical or um it it's a very objective perspective you know what I mean um having the ability to remove emotion from emotional circumstance it is both very positive and very negative thing and I say that because for me what I haven't determined how to do is once I've gotten into this place like but how do I open back up you know like how do I stop um how do I stop intellectualizing my feelings and actually allow myself to feel them again because that's you know what I mean that's pretty much where this safe space is is operating 100% out of my brain and like fuck feelings fuck everybody whatever you know and so that that's kind of where I'm at right now is I'm trying to navigate in this way like I'm trying to navigate in a way where I can find like where are those feelings at like how do I get back in touch with that person that's not like stuck you know sticking them in Pandora's box you know what I mean because right now I'm just I'm in a very objective place you know and unlike previous iterations I don't really feel like my nerve like I don't really feel like my nervous system is like you know dysregulated or anything like that like I feel very calm like I'm very calm um you know very centered very grounded but it's like I'm I don't know dissociating or something I don't know like you know what I mean it's like I'm, I'm not like if if I'm having feelings I'm definitely not feeling them this is what I would say and this is the struggle bus that I'm riding right now is trying to fumble fuck my way through like getting out of this state and back into um a state of being able to feel my feelings so I don't know how to get there but it's on it's on my list of goals is figuring this out um yeah I don't know it's it's weird but I guess the upside of that is being able to focus on the things that I want to focus on and maintain drive towards my goals you know long term short term whatever like being able to maintain that is the upside of you know not feeling my feelings it sounds fucking terrible but I mean you know what every cloud has a silver lining and so that's the silver lining that's coming along with this is being able to just be a fucking robot and focus and produce and you know what I mean like keep going so yeah I don't know like it's weird like like at the same time though I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've realized from this everything that's kind of gone on is that you know 
first of all, like, I'm gonna say, like, this, the dude that I was just seeing, like, I'm gonna be real. I do think to some degree or another when it comes to, like, an emotional aspect in terms of, like, communication, like, that, that poor motherfucker has been competing with a ghost, you know? And by that, what I mean is, like, so the last person I was involved with before was somebody that had experienced things very similar to what I have recently experienced. And the depth of conversation you can have with somebody that knows what you're going through, it's almost like it's really hard to describe like it's really hard to describe the levels of you know emotion you can get to when you're engaging with somebody in that way um you know it's unlike anything I've ever experienced really you know in terms of communication it's really I don't know it's a different monster and it's so fucking rare and it's so fucking unique that it's that level of connectivity is very difficult to compete with you know and like to that effect unfortunately that person is my friend who passed away in July um somebody I'd known for a very long time so that was another like that's another layer to my comfort zone it seems like when it comes to like you know what I mean getting involved with people is like strangers are fucking scary like I have a challenging time opening up to new people like it is very difficult for me to do to open up to new people and so um at least two of the people that I have been you know romantically involved with in some way shape or form post-divorce are people that I've known for like 20 plus years you know what I mean <laughs> And so, like, these are people that have been established in my life for a very long time, you know, leading up to, like, any romantic involvement. <laughs> and, like, obviously, like, you're trustworthy enough. I've kept you around for this long, you know, in, a, in some kind of a context. So that in and of itself tells me you're a safe space, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you're a safe space. And... I don't think that I currently have that capacity when it comes to new people, you know, like there, like, I feel like for me, like I need, I guess I would say a long courtship or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I, I need a long getting to know you period with somebody I think and able for me to feel safe to, you know, explore further in a, in a healthy dynamic because yeah like I don't know Commun communication is a really big thing it's really fucking important and if it's not a two way street then it's pointless you know Th these are things that I've learned the hard way so be better than me if you're listening to this be smarter than me be better than me like that's the name of the game learn my lessons don't, don't do the dumb shit yourself learn from me right <laughs> that's like that. that's another like fun tidbit like, the other thing, too, though, that I had a recent reminder of is I feel like there is a part of me that really needs, like, at, at a cellular level, I need to take time 
to invest in myself. You know what I mean? Like just me investing in me for me, you know, without any outside influence, whatever, just whatever that entails, you know, be that, um, self-help books, um, art, you know, just engaging socially with my family, like whatever the fuck that means, like that's, that's the path where I think I need to be on right now. You know, if I happen to meet somebody and we can take the time to get to know each other, you know, that's cool. But like, I like the space that I need to be operating from right now needs to be me investing in me because I need for it to be a habit that I am my first priority, you know, and I, I think this is something that needs to be established before I can get involved in someone else because of what my toxic behavior patterns are. You know what I mean? My toxic behavior patterns are to basically find a way, like it might be on a subconscious level, whatever, like I will find a way to basically negate myself and put that person's needs and wants and desires above my own. Um, it will build resentment and then, you know what I mean, there's a spiral out from there. So, because when, for whatever reason, when, like, that's, that's my go-to, like, and I, I don't understand the why, and I do find it kind of fascinating, but, um, for whatever reason, when it, when it's within the parameters of a romantic relationship, if my, um, if my, uh, fight or flight response is activated, you know, if my, if my nervous system gets activated in any kind of way, like, I automatically go into, like, the fawning or the people-pleasing. And that's not, you know what I mean? Like, that's toxic as fuck, you know? Like, it's very toxic behavior. Like, enabling is toxic behavior. And at the same time, like, if you're not engaging with somebody that's actually going to listen to what you're saying when you're trying to give the feedback and not do that, like, that, that in and of itself is a fucking waste of time. So, again, things I've learned the hard way because that's the only way you learn. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. So self-discovery and that's good. So I, I can't complain really, but I'm just kind of sorting through all the muck and trying to figure myself out and how I can be better tomorrow than what I am today. So in the meantime, I'm signing off. I hope everybody has a great day and uh, as always, be well. <laughs>